Welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. So I want to let you guys know that if you would like to donate to this podcast, inshallah ta'ala, there will be a link in the description so you can do so. We are not funded, so any amount helps. Today I want to talk about resilience. I'm really, I'm going to a blog post, uh, excuse me, a blog post that I wrote in January called Teaching Our Daughters to Be Resilient, Resourceful, and Unafraid. And it's actually a post, sometimes I find myself not wanting to share certain posts. Um, I want to write it, but I won't necessarily want to tweet it out or share it on Facebook or anything. And I think this was one of those posts and I'm actually going to share it tomorrow on Facebook. But it was a post that I felt I needed to write, but I wasn't necessarily ready for any controversy that may have come along with it. Um, And I know that when I've had conversations on certain issues, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to men's responsibilities, when it comes to women not having to work, etc., that that has been a sort of hot topic, so to speak. And of late, I'm just not as interested in getting involved in controversy or back and forth in social media not that I necessarily was in the past but I think in the past I was willing to um risk it for the sake of saying something that I felt was important but these days I'm just really not interested in that kind of just back and forth and the energy it takes and it can it can get very very repetitive especially on my end because there are certain topics that are really important to me so I'm going to be talking about it a lot and so the people who are discussing it with me I kind of just have to keep going through the same arguments over and over again and it can get exhausting and I realize that with some people when they are discussing an issue with you or debating with you that is their main tactic is to exhaust you and so I just wasn't interested in dealing with that if that was to happen a lot on them with this post but I did feel like it was very important and it was important for me to write and to really lay out so the name of the post is teaching our daughters to be resilient resourceful and unafraid so I just want to really go over the post again and give some more commentary to my thought process on this so it's basically about having an alternative to teaching our daughters that they must be independent because well they might get a divorce or their husband might die or whatever else we tell them that there must be a better way to approach the need for women to have their own money and that's a need that exists across the board women should have their own money really if you're able to make money then you you should be trying to do so in some way or if you're not able, you should be trying to save or something to have your own money. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, for us as women, we go through seasons, as, as someone once said, and I really like the way they said that, that women go through seasons in our lives. And so it's really important that we get permission from ourselves, from our close ones, from our society to not have to follow the same path as men. If women feel like they have, they must work and they must go to school and they must 
reach all these career goals, then they're not going to be able to fulfill some things that are deeply important to women. And that's one thing that I dislike about modern feminism is that it feels like even though it, it, it's, it seems from the outside that they're trying to help women, I feel like they're actually always making women feel bad for themselves. For example, one reason that there is a pay gap is because men do work more hours than women. And so in reality, there's nothing wrong with that fact, especially considering that women do more of the housework and the childcare. But when we consistently discuss the pay gap, it's as if women are just being measured by what we do in the workforce. And then even when you are turning it around and you're looking at, oh, well, women do more of the housework and the childcare, again, you're not, it's like nothing women do is praiseworthy at times um, by feminists and, and, and by others. So it's like, okay, so she's does, she is choosing to do more of the housework and the childcare. And instead of us praising a woman who wants to do that, or at least allowing for that to be her choice that she can make and is valuable, we look at it as a problem. We problematize women's choices consistently. And it's really unfortunate. And it's interesting because, of course, feminists will claim that women have been oppressed since the beginning of time. And so now they're trying to fight that oppression and and patriarchy but I really feel that the oppression that women face and I can only speak about my own society but I really feel that the the oppression that we face is a product of modernity that when women had their own space and men had their own space and were able to fully thrive in those spaces without having to compete with each other that both sexes were happier and that doesn't mean that So that, of course, doesn't mean that it's impossible for a woman to thrive in a man's face or a man to thrive in a woman's face, but that a normative male or a normative female would have had more opportunities to thrive with things that they were naturally skilled at in the past than in the present with basically not only everyone competing in each other's space, but everyone being blamed for not being successful in the other space so men are blamed for not taking on more child care and housework and women are not blamed but it's strange because i feel like it's a kind of blame but really victimized for not doing as well in the workforce so we are we're slowly doing better and that in and of itself has effects on men i believe i have a podcast episode called Has anyone ever thought about the cost to men or something like that? Um, If you're interested in in me speaking about men's issues, I believe I speak about it there. Um, And I just want to kind of correct myself a bit in that I don't really like using the language of oppression because for one, I feel like it's very defeatist, but also I don't think that women are oppressed in all aspects of society. I think there are, I I don't, yeah, I really don't even like the language of oppression, but I think there are ways in which we're treated unfairly in some aspects of society. And um, sometimes, yes, it can be just sexism, just pure sexism. 
But other times, I think that we have to look at the fact that women wanted to enter into male spaces, wanted to, but also were kind of pressured and forced to enter into male spaces. And those spaces were never made to accommodate women at the fault of some women feminists who wanted to push forward this idea that men and women are equal so never asked to be um, treated differently and also because of men who weren't interested in changing the way that things had um, the things that the way that things were in the workspace for uh, excuse me in order to accommodate women so um, just to get back to the post inshallah and kind of the point of the post which is that we need to allow our daughters better ways to be resilient and resourceful without the fear aspect, without the aspect of your husband may die or you may get a divorce. But how can we raise women as well as raise ourselves, those of us who weren't necessarily taught this, um, also to teach ourselves, how can we be resilient and resourceful and be not I don't like the word independent I'll, I'll just stick with resilient and res- resourceful without being in a relationship with the constant fear aspect so to me if you're working because you're afraid that your husband may die one day even if you don't call it fear because many people will say well that's just practical he could die one day or he could um divorce you or you guys could get a divorce of course that's that's the reality but to work every single day of your life or five days a week eight hours a day because you're afraid that that could happen to me is an illogical response to a possibly reasonable fear so what is the alternative so i think that we don't need to teach our daughters to be independent and i think in reality this this idea of independence it doesn't really exist you know we live in a society that tries to push us towards the idea of individualism but the reality is that individualism doesn't exist so you can be the kind of person who thinks you know i'm an individual and you know i'm not going to consider the others i'm not going to i'm just going to live my own life by my own rules but the fact is that you're still affecting other people. Everything you do is affecting other people. Other people are affecting you. The fact that you don't take their cares and concerns into consideration or you don't care about the effects of your actions doesn't mean that it doesn't still have that same effect. So, for example, the sort of individualistic capitalistic because they're very much tied together idea that we're going to you know cut down all the trees and and build houses or build buildings or build whatever because we want to make money out of these resources well you can say well i'm an individual i don't care about the environment i don't care about other people but eventually it's going to catch up with you so when the when or if the not if but as the pollution increases in any environment it's going to affect you as well it's not as if you can be completely um let's see it's not as if you can completely distance yourself from the effects of your actions just because you're an individual and you don't care so whatever 
it affects maybe it won't catch up to you immediately but maybe it'll catch up to you more slowly and so someone could think well if a person is really rich well they can just take their money and move to another country or or even if the whole planet goes down they can move to the moon or something and still i mean that that would be a really great and sort of pointless sacrifice for what like what would you gain by ending up alone there there's a beautiful example in the show uh what is it it's an old classic of the twilight zone where this man all he wanted to do was have time and silence <laughs> to time silence and space be left alone so that he could read his books and then finally something happened i think to the world and everybody died or something like that and <laughs> or disappeared something and he was so happy that he could finally read his books and then what happened he accidentally stepped on his glasses and then he couldn't read <laughs> so it's like if you live a life where you're going to burn all your bridges you don't you don't even care about the environment you don't care about anyone but yourself that is more than likely not going to be a very happy life in the end and even still even if you can get to a point in life where you really say or feel you're not dependent on other people which is probably impossible for 99.9% of us you're still dependent on something so in that example the man okay now he had all this space so he could read and not be bothered what happens he stepped on his glasses he was in need of those glasses or even we can look at it in a more direct way our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're dependent on Allah keeping our bodies functioning so we're all first and foremost dependent on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then secondarily dependent on people or on the environment or on um resources and places there are so many different things that we need in order to keep our lives afloat so the idea of independence is false so when you teach your daughter that she should go to work so she can be independent instead of relying on a husband that's really a false idea because she would be dependent on a corporation and just like people get divorces people lose their jobs you know so no one says um you know make sure you get a husband who can take care of you because you might lose your job but really it would make just as much sense people lose their jobs people get divorced one is probably not more likely than the other so what should our daughters um, okay, so I asked in the blog post, should our daughter's independence be our primary goal? So obviously, I don't believe so. Um, so I said, in encouraging our daughters to be independent, which, parentheses, in reality means being dependent on a corporation to fulfill her needs instead of her husband, we're also treating divorce as a passive occurrence. So the reality is that when people get divorced, it's for a reason. And even before marriage, and I think this is something I'll discuss in either the next episode or in a blog post, I think the next episode, inshallah ta'ala, is that we really do not prepare for marriage in the first place. So in a sense, it's like, how can we expect to not have such the high, uh, such high divorce rates when we don't prepare for marriage at all? We spend how many of our how many years of our lives say we start school at six 
we spend 14 we can say 14 15 16 something like that upward of 12 uh, at least no if you started at six ten or more ten or more years of our lives in school and some of us will go to undergraduate or graduate or we'll go to trade school or learn some kind of still skill um, and all of this is in preparation to get a job I mean inshallah ta'ala you also learn for the sake of learning and being a better person and having knowledge but a lot of our learning is for the sake of having a job and nowhere in that learning do we learn how to be good spouses and I'm not saying that the school that's the school's job at all you know if we had those kind of programs it would be great like they used to have home economics but I definitely wouldn't say that's the school jo- the school's job. That's definitely a parent's job. And even for us as women and men, when we are young in our late teenage years or early 20s, we should be using that time to prepare for marriage. And it's really unfortunate, even for myself, that even those of us who know we want to get married, we desire to get married, maybe we always wanted to get married, dreamed of getting married, we probably still didn't really prepare for it. I mean, for myself, I, I remember taking one course a couple years ago and I read two books and there was one other book that was also about marriage, but I was reading it for school. Um, so maybe three books in one class, I could say directly about marriage um, a couple years ago. And so, you know, that's, that's, okay that's like a quick um that should almost be like a quick refresher but in reality why don't we take it seriously why don't we take it seriously enough to have one year courses or um one or two years of schooling just to teach us how to be married because marriage is so valuable it is a foundation for the family which is a foundation for society but instead we are preparing both our men and women to work and I believe that because even for men though they are providers um, simply learning to have a skill and get a job is not enough of a um, preparation for being a husband even just for the provider part because just because you have a job that doesn't mean that you learn how to provide for someone else. It doesn't mean that you know what responsibility is, how to put others before yourself, how to take care of the household. They really, they don't have a lot of relation. Like it's important for him to know how to um, make money and take care of himself. But without that added, uh, let's see, subhanAllah, I'm like <laughs> losing my words. Without the added knowledge the added training of how to take care of someone else how to put someone else before yourself how to have ethics why to even care why to take care of your family a lot of men don't have that that's why I've had unfortunately so many debates with men and it's like this is one of the reasons I almost hope that even if I put something, again, related to men maintaining women um, online, I think I will completely refrain from the debate because it actually makes me sad in a, in a sense because 
this is not only the responsibility of men, I believe that in the past, not so distant past, men felt a lot of honor about being able to take care of their family. And now you have men who, there was some meme I saw um, that said women, a woman without a job is a bill. They're basic, basically saying like if, if a woman, if your wife or your, I guess for them, girlfriend, whatever, non-Muslims, um, that basically if you're with a woman for a man who does not have a job, then she's dead weight, she's useless. And sadly, there are a lot of men that think that, believe this in our times. We have so many songs about men who like women who are independent and that kind of thing. So there aren't a lot of men who are being taught to have pride in taking care of women. And it, it, it's very interesting because you have to wonder where did we lose that? Like where where exactly did we lose that idea? Where did where did men lose that pride? And a part of it may be the fact that women started working, so now it's not a, a distinctly masculine thing to work and take care of a family. Um, obviously a part of it could be the breakdown of the family that happened in the seventies where there weren't a lot of men even there to teach their sons or or even there to be an example of a man taking care of his health so it could be many different things but it would just be so beneficial to us if we had courses like that where we trained to be spouses because unfortunately in the west and i'm not immune to this at all then we have this idea that basically you fall in love and as long as you're in love everything works out i mean look at how many movies do we see where people break up, get divorced because they say they're not in love anymore. So our concept of marriage is that as long as you're in love, then the marriage will go smoothly. And once you're not, then we'll break up because that's what marriage is all about. And so we don't put the time and attention and the strength into or or teach people um, how to have strength into keeping, I mean, keeping their marriage together, but also what I'll talk about in the next episode is looking for the right spouse in the first place. Because again, if, if our only prerequisite is love, I think that is precisely what ruins a lot of our marriages because you get married and you realize Oh, love is just love is not enough to sustain this union to sustain this bonding together of two human beings that you actually need a lot more than love and I think if we brought just a basic skill set into our marriages we'd be a lot better prepared like for example I think that a lot of women today um, and again I'm not immune to anything I'm saying don't realize that men still really value cooking and cleaning. Like we think that, you know, this is the 21st century, we can all share the cooking and cleaning. And the reality is that a lot of men still value that. Like a lot of men, this part is sad because it'll be sometimes even when the woman is working, a lot of men still expect to come home do a home cooked meal now to me if you're working like I think that's not even okay to have that expectation unless you've somehow worked out that okay I'm gonna cook but you're gonna clean or something because once you're 
splitting the bills, then everything up, everything else is up for grabs. If you're, if you're not, um, a housewife and so obviously all of these other responsibilities would be yours kind of naturally if you're home then you'll probably be cooking and cleaning and taking care of the children but if you are working then all the other responsibilities should really be discussed and divided however the couple chooses to um but anyway i think that's something that a lot of women don't learn I think it's something that a lot of men don't realize is that a lot of women still want a provider and that means even if she does work so women tend to marry tend to want to marry men who make more than them so there was a survey I forgot um, where I saw it so I may not be able to link it but that women basically said that women want to marry men who make the same amount or more so this this idea of men being providers and the man's idea of a woman being a nurturer they haven't really left us so even though we feel like we're modern people and whatever it would still be valuable if we learn some of those basic skills that we in the back of our minds still accept and unfortunately I think what we're rather trying to do is say no let's just get rid of all those gender roles and do something new and it's like well in the process that we're going through this shift then a lot of people aren't able to keep it together because they don't know what to expect from each other they get frustrated they think it's all about romance and so they separate so um there these are just a couple practical ideas that I had about how we can teach our daughters to be resilient and resourceful instead of afraid and in fear of divorce. So one that I just spoke about in detail is to actually try and teach our daughters how to have good marriages. And I don't know, it would be wonderful if there were more courses like this, especially in our community, in the Muslim community, that people will set up. I know that the Nation of Islam had courses like this and as I've said before it's unfortunate that a lot of Muslims, black Muslims in particular, sort of threw out the baby with the bathwater because there was so much that was useful and valuable about the Nation of Islam when it came to their community service and um, we just don't have that, you know, black Muslims left that movement and became Sunni Muslims and alhamdulillah, we, we're Muslim and we have the correct Aikida, but what have we done for our community? I mean, you know, I wasn't alive when the NOA was strong. I only know its legacy, but I know that if you look back 50 years from now at the Sunni Muslim community, the black Sunni Muslim community, we won't have much of a legacy. You know, what have we done for our community, even the black community in general, but the black Muslim community, what have we done in terms of community building and i think you'll see you know not very much so um we need courses like that and inshallah ta'ala that that will happen you know i'm just sort of putting the idea out there and others have as well and i know that some communities i'm sure do have it but it needs to be more global to create some kind of model some kind of prophetic model whatever we want to call it that will teach 
young men and young women how about sort of um subhanallah that will teach young men and young women and give them a skill set to be married at the most basic level and what i mean by that is that teaching women how to cook teaching women how to clean teaching women how to be organized teaching men how to protect provide how to take care of their families how to um take honor and pride in in um providing for their families etc those sort of basic needs and desires in both sexes and then of course teaching more practical not more practical and then of course teaching practical skills like how to financially run a household so um, maybe how to budget how to deal with emotional issues etc just things that would prepare people to have a good solid married life because at this point we just don't as people from my generation probably the maybe not as much the generation before me like my parents generation they they probably were um at least lived in a culture where most people were married and so even if they weren't taught it they saw it they saw people being married for 50 60 70 years until death do them part whereas for people in my generation and, and as i spoke about in the blog post we live in a divorce culture so i think the more divorce that we see around the more that it becomes an option the more that it becomes easier to not work things out and then even before you enter the marriage we just don't obtain any skill set you read a few books if you're fortunate enough you find a class and that's about it but how is it that we spend 10 plus years in school uh, most of which are not really preparing for anything but it's just you know to have some common knowledge in society but how is it that we spend that much time to prepare for a job even if you want to just look at the four years we spend in undergraduate or six or or more than that if you go to a higher level even if you want to look at one or two years you spend in trade school comparatively how much time do we spend trying to prepare for marriage i think if we taught our daughters that that was a valuable part of life and somehow try to train them um to our daughters and sons but we're just talking about daughters in particular um how to be married that that would be valuable in and of itself and trying to be resilient because if we're fearing divorce why not focus on trying to be married as best as possible and before that focusing on who to marry um so the next thing that i said is that we should teach our daughters to be interdependent instead of independent and this ties into what i was saying before about teaching um our daughters how to be wise as a as an actual skill set so for example i think a lot of the times we think that modernity has saved us from a lot of things that housewives would have done in the past so that the role of a housewife is not as valuable but i think in some ways it's actually more valuable than ever because of the fact that we realize that modernity hasn't improved our lives in a lot of ways it may have made things faster and cheaper but it hasn't made it 
but it has not heightened the quality of it. So fast food or fast clothes and many other things, the quality is not heightened. Workers are getting paid poor wages. The food is making us sick. So that if you are a woman who learns the skill set of making nutritious, healthy, home-cooked meals, then that is a wonderful skill set to offer your family. So teaching our daughters to be interdependent in the sense that they have skills and knowledge to offer within a marriage and that money is not the only value that they can give. So just because their husband is making the money doesn't make him independent and doesn't make him the only one adding value into the marriage. She can also add value with her warmth, her spirit, her cooking, her organizing, her child rearing and taking care of the kids. And so she shouldn't see herself and we shouldn't see women as they are dependent and the man is independent because he has a job. No, they're both depending on each other to try and have the best life that they can. So I'm going to end here and I hope you will take a read of the podcast it's called teaching our daughters to be resilient resourceful and unafraid inshallah i hope you'll comment on the post and tell me what you think and thank you for listening take care